Welcome to Just Go With It, a podcast by 20-somethings for 20-somethings. Fun, flirty, and keeping it real. An absolute riot these days. If it isn't over the top, it ain't us. They came out of college on top. Then life hit them in the face. Be a bit more professional, please. Couldn't shut us up then. Won't shut us up now. Here are the tips and tricks you are going to need to get through your 20s. We are getting into it. Strap yourselves in for a wild ride. Live on air. I'm Abby. And I'm Ashley. Good Lord, it's already season two. Grab a drink, take a seat, and get ready to just go with it. What's going on, you guys? Happy Friday, happy hour. We're back with another episode of Just Go With It. We took a little hiatus last week. We took a little break, but if you are a fan of anything aesthetic and beautiful, you will know who Talia Hubble is. Go listen to our last episode with her. We interviewed her. We always joke about don't meet your heroes in this podcast, but she's one of the heroes that I would like to meet a thousand times over again. She was absolutely lovely, and we had a great conversation with her, so give that a look. I'll say eight out of 10 times your heroes are going to disappoint you. That's just based on our personal experience. But she was that 20% that really knocked it out of the park. So yeah, really peel behind the curtain, peel back the layers, see what these people are about. And she is just as wonderful as one could imagine. Truly. And in even more exciting news, not just about our previous guest, but we have something that might change the chemical composition of our brains coming up. It might just leave us worse, either worse or better than it found us. Either worse or better. Yeah, because, you know, we could fall into a pit of despair because what's there to to look forward to after. Or her, know, her motivational talks during the concert, because I've been to a bunch of them, they really do something to your brain. Really, it's just something like for it's you. It's like a TED Talk. It's, it's like, like a mini TED talk. talk, yeah. A TED Talk featuring some music. Yeah, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about by now, we are going to the Taylor Swift concert in Nashville on May 6th. And we're so excited. I was actually texting someone about this today. I have been thinking about this concert. I've been waking my ass up every day thinking about, no, honestly, every day thinking about this concert, thinking about like what fun we're going to have, the logistics of it, the outfits, the content, literally thinking about everything. So, so much to the point that when it is over, I will fall into a dark depression because what will I be looking forward to? That's why you should have bought it a second ticket to one of her last shows. That way it's a little, oh, no. up, a little upper. What How, was I doing? What was I thinking? We've been thinking of two separate, separate priorities about May 6th because I'm thinking about, of course, the Taylor doing? Swift concert, you know, that'll yeah. be a highlight and stuff, but I'm thinking about... I'm going to a little known place in Nashville called Santa's Pub. I've been thinking about that place for a long time now. (laughs) The king of dive bars. And also, I've been thinking about what else is is on May 6th, the first Saturday in May? Do you mean May 5th? Whatever. Cinco de Mayo? It's a holiday. No, what day is the concert? Saturday or Sunday? It's Saturday, May 6th. Oh, yeah. You'll be here on Friday, May 5th, no, first thing go to Maya. But I'm saying, do you know? Oh, it's not Santa's Pub. I'm saying a second thing is happening on May 6th, the first Saturday in May. It's really culturally. Uh, a, a, a farmer's market? I don't know. No, the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> oh, yes. The same day. They, your two loves fall into the same day. Yes. The most exciting two minutes in sports. So I'll be watching that from my seat at the concert on my phone. <laughs> Ashley's like that boyfriend that you bring to the concert who's like watching the NBA finals, but she's watching the Kentucky Derby. It's like at five o'clock. Okay. So it won't interfere with the concert, but it will interfere with us watching it from a bar. So you can't win them all. You cannot win them all. That's true. You can watch highlights, highlight reel on YouTube morning after. We can pull it up. (laughs) 
<laughs> some gameplay. I'll brief you the morning. Of. Play it. <laughs> I'll, I'll brief you the morning of the horses racing. If anyone knows Abby, if anyone follows Abby on Instagram, you'll know that she's no stranger to the extreme. So she has also been plotting her outfit, her concert outfit for a long time now. And let me tell you, Diva's Closet in Nashville has some competition with this outfit. You think so? That's so so nice of you to say. I think so. It could make. I like how you described me as no stranger to the extreme. That's like <laughs> kind of kind of sick. I kind of want that tattooed on my body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get you for your thirtieth. My calf. No gonna... stranger to the extreme. <laughs> like my son for your thirtieth birthday, I'll get you a fancy wash engraved inside. No stranger to the extreme. Thank you. Yes. Um, yeah, so if anyone doesn't follow me on TikTok, it's pretty funny, the little videos I've been making about it, but people are going crazy. I took my high school prom dress, took it to a seamstress, six years later, somehow fit my grown adult mature woman body into my high school prom dress, which is a feat in and of itself, like, hello. And the seamstress did an amazing job with the alterations, took the tool, chopped it up. It looks like the best thing ever. And also something fun is like there's tools sewn in hips, right? But I can actually unattach that later. Oh my gosh, if I want it's like a wedding like dress. A <laughs> yeah, like I have what my, did you say, a my ceremony. It's like a cape. Two types of my, thinking. <laughs> yeah. My ceremony dress and my reception dress. But then I can at least wear that sparkly, you know, short gold dress in and around Nashville, I'm sure, for something Yeah, else. wear it for your birthday. Yeah. Or you yeah. can be a prom queen so, for Halloween. So it's an ode to Fearless, but it's also an ode to high school because Taylor raised me, you know. An ode to being 15. Yeah, to the Fearless era, to the Speak Now era, all that good stuff. Yeah, it's going to slap. What do you hope are her two surprise songs? I have a lot of songs that I would like to hear live, but the number one thing that comes to mind, I know, the number one song that comes to mind that she still hasn't done yet is Long Live. I don't think she's going to do it in Nashville. Okay, well, not with that attitude, she's not. <laughs> I I think there could be a chance because it's Nashville no, that she yes. does it. If she does not do it her last show, the second option would be Nashville. Okay. Yeah, that's just something that would alter my brain chemistry to no end. And it's criminal. It's not on the set. Yeah, I'm just curious to see like how they all come about. I'm open. I'm going to be happy no matter what they are. Whatever she chooses to give me, I'm grateful. Abby sitting like at a press conference with her two hands clasped on the on the desk, and so okay, I'm like, no comment. <laughs> but besides long live, what's your second choice? Mm, well, I really would have liked clean, but she already did that one. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know what she hasn't done. If I'm being honest, how do how do people keep track of every single song I that she hasn't done yet? The morning after the concert, you go on TikTok and you say Taylor Swift Tampa Night Do, and then there's a bunch of posts that say what the surprise yeah. songs were. No, my entire For You page for the last few months has just been people getting ready for the concert, people's outfits for the concert, the actual concert, close-ups, faraways, all of it. I feel like I've been to a concert a hundred times by now. I know, I kind of miss the element of surprise. And also, I don't know if I sent you this on TikTok when all of this when all this first started coming out, but I'm kind of getting a little delusional and forgetting that the views that people have of the concert are not going to be our views. Yes, we have really good seats, but they're mm-hmm. not by the stage, like front row. No. They are not. And honestly, I've been hearing a lot of things like the only bad seats at a Taylor Swift concert are the floor, mm-hmm. especially for short people, because you can't see the whole production. You can't see it, the whole stage and everything. Of course, you get a plus of like being really close to Taylor. Like, obviously, that's stunning. I feel like you wouldn't be able to see and I can't have you on my shoulders. Oh, I wouldn't be able to see anything. No, no, yeah. I'm too sure you wouldn't be on. I wouldn't be on your shoulders whatsoever. 
And a few weeks ago, when I was at the Luke Combs concert at Nissan Stadium, I did sneak away from our seats to go find where our Taylor Swift seats are. I sent you guys photos. Did you receive them, Ashley? Yeah, you're like a rat running around. There's a rat in the stadium. Yes, Kaylee and I, our first objective was who gives a shit about who's opening for Luke Combs? Where are our Taylor Swift seats? That's what we went to first, as we should. And who was opening for Luke Combs? Um, so the night we went, it was, um, you're going to die. Flatland Calvary. Oh my gosh. I love them so much, but I don't know. know. Did they sing the song that makes you cry? So here's the thing. We didn't get there in time for Flatland Calvary. They came on so so early. Good. Because they always do like openers really and like concerts in random places like bozeman i was the only one in my group of the people going that like cared about them at all so i was like trying to lobby for us getting there but it was just a tough sell because we had to eat dinner it was like a whole thing but laney wilson riley green flatland calvary and i last things about taylor i would be thrilled and maybe willing to wager a bet that she will sing better man in nashville because we write it there or something. Of uh, everyone loves her. Oh, per- <laughs> what? Did she sell it to Sugarland or whatever? Yeah, she sold it to Sugarland. <laughs> Can you sing like Jennifer Nettles really quick? Who's Jennifer Nettles? Isn't that oh, isn't- Sugarland? Yeah. You used to. Be- I don't wanna. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because she has that performance of Better Man at Blueberry Cafe that everyone is obsessed with, and I think caused her to re-record it. And I'd be thrilled, ecstatic with that. And if not, I'm sure she'll just sing something off of debut, which I would be equally happy with. You know, speaking of Better Man, I hadn't listened to that song in a long time, but randomly on Saturday or Thursday, I put that song on, and I just really listened to the lyrics Isn't again, it- and I was like, wow. Insightful. Shit. Brought yeah. a tear to my eye. Would have been the one if you had been a better man. Woof. Yeah. Um, big speaking of better men something that will make you a better man it's made abby one for sure is first form it really has made me a better man and i love it so much for it (laughs) i am about to go to a workout class literally today i was joking with ashley before we recorded this saying how it's max week at the gym i'm trying to go up in my maxes and the only way to do that is to strength train and to eat protein and honestly anyone who's taking their nutrition seriously and like taking that more into account just being more mindful of your diet in general everyone knows that's the number one thing you do is up your protein because that's what the building blocks for a healthy body are so honestly I've been taking I live off first form at this point I take their protein powder in my coffee Ashley watched me make it today Abby just put the same amount as you would whipped cream on top of her coffee (laughs) I put them in there it's literally one scoop though but I do a cinnamon sugar cookie, I think it's called. I put that in my coffee. So yummy. Who needs creamer when you have that? There's extra protein there. I have their meat sticks. I've tried three out of their four flavors, I think, at this point. They're all so good. I hand them out at my gym. People love it. And then, of course, their protein bars, which I literally never shut up about because there's no reason to because they're the best things on earth. I just had peanut butter, peanut butter lover. I can't remember, like, the exact names, but the peanut butter yeah. one – and the cookie dough one. And both of those are chef's kiss. If you're a big dessert girly, just have a protein bar at the end of the night for dessert. And you get your protein in and it feeds your sugar craving. So there you go. And they also have 5 million different types of workout attire that you can get online as well. And all of that is linked down below. We have some discounts for you. Free shipping, free gifts, whatnot. But they have a lot of fun workout attire and a lot of colors that really pop off with your spray tan from Suntan City. Suntan City, baby. I wish they were a sponsor one day. You should talk to them. What have you gotten from them from apparel-wise? Lots of sports bras. 
Um, because I had to treat my sports bras for a while, kind of like you treat your mm-hmm. regular bras where you have like five and you just don't get new ones and you just keep cycling oh, totally. them out. So I went totally. to town getting a bunch of fun colors, pinks, the blue that I think you have too. And then mm-hmm. a bunch of also I really like workout tank tops that have the sports bra built in. So I got some of those also. And then their leggings are really great at compression, holding everything in where it's supposed to be. Do you feel like you have to size up or down? 100% size up. Yeah, I do feel like they run a bit small. In everything. I had to return some stuff. I wear their um, biker shorts recently because it's been warmer in Nashville. And I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. Every time I wear a first form biker short, it's like I'm reinventing the wheel. People are like, where are those biker shorts from? And I'm like, why? Just because they're not from Amazon or Lululemon. You've never seen these before. <laughs> and people love them. So if you want to support yourself, your own health, and support our show, check out the link in our show notes. Go to First Form and get yourself some goodies. Treat yourself. Thank you, Abby. I just started choking on my coffee. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, on this on this episode, if anyone again is not a fan of Abby's content, then you might not know that she moved apartments. Big moving girl. I just remember when I first moved to Nashville, what an ordeal that was. But luckily this time, I just switched apartments within my building, so I was just up and down the freight elevator probably three hundred times on one random Sunday, and I got it all done. I'm so excited. I love my apartment so much. It's so cute, and I feel like such an adult. A tally heart with that view behind you. Yeah, yeah. Ashley can see it right now, but you guys can't because it's audio only. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you didn't know this is a podcast. In case you didn't notice this is a podcast. I had some somebody's mother ask me not that long ago, so can you see it? And I was like, well, it is a podcast. So <laughs> that Unfortunately, <answer>. no. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, you cannot. But I think that we should phrase this as a little bit of Q&A. So Abby's moved a handful of times in a short period of time, I guess. Um, and I think that we should talk about first how you find the place that you want to live. Oh, that's really cute. Okay. I don't, I I didn't mean the city necessarily, but the, the building. Right. But you can say both. Where where you live and enjoying where you live is so important. It is not to be overlooked. I think sometimes when you move to a new city, like I did when I moved to Nashville, I thought I knew what I wanted. I thought I wanted to live in a house in a neighborhood where I had to drag my, you know, trash can out to the street and say hi to the neighbor in the morning as they walk their dog. That's what I thought I wanted. Okay. I did not want that because it was tough and we had to mow the lawn and I hated that. I'm sorry. All this time later and I didn't know that you were out there mowing the lawn. Who the oh, heck? Trust me, we didn't mow the lawn. It was unruly. We looked like boxcar children living in this house. <laughs> Most landlords say, hey, here's the number for the gardener. Like, slip him a 50 once a month, and there you go. No, most landlords who are sane, correct, but ours was insane, and they were unhelpful, and it was terrible, and our packages were always getting lost. In the tall grass. It was, yeah, it was just a mess, and honestly, I lived with strangers, and it just was, like, a little rough for a while. I remember and, also um, when we when I went to that house, I showed up with our other friend, and it, it was the house behind. So we were trudging through mm-hmm. the mud and the, along the side of the houses, so trying confusing. to get to the back front door. So <laughs> and imagine how confusing for the Amazon delivery people. Imagine how confusing. Uh, you can yeah. it in a bikini. You like doing stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I quickly knew that this wasn't going to be for me. And honestly, as hard as it is, sometimes you just have to get a subleaser and you just have to get out. And that's what I did. And I did some apartment vetting 
I think you have to make a pros and cons list of what's really important to you. Honestly, what's a deal breaker? Just like for a man, if you're looking for a relationship, what's a deal breaker and what's a nice to have? What's a must have and what's a nice to have? For me, a must have was I wanted to move to an apartment that had a gym and a pool. That was a must have. And luckily for me, most most apartments in Nashville have both those things. And then a nice to have would be, you know, close to my work walkability. Can I walk to the gym? Can I walk to restaurants? What can I walk to? Both of those things were very important to me. And then also I needed to like who I lived with and somebody who was like-minded and in a similar stage of life to me. And so I think making that kind of pros and cons list of must-haves and nice-to-haves are really important. Honestly, write them down. It's easier to visualize. Um, And then tour it. Go out there, make an appointment and see it because looking online ain't going to get it done. Let me tell you. Get boots on the ground. Get boots on the ground. Yeah, I got to get eyes on it. And if you can't get your own eyes on it, you got to send someone, you got to send a scout out there to look at the apartment, take videos for you, walk through it. So FaceTime you if they have to. You got to get boots on the ground. You should start a business. This could be a good business venture for anyone who wants it because we won't. But you should start a business where people contact you and say, I don't live in Nashville, but I need someone to tour this apartment for me. Like I'll pay you to go and do a walkthrough. Women in business. That is so smart. And I'll call it Scouts Honor because that's my middle name. And I'll say this apartment's for you or this apartment's not for you. Scouts Honor. (laughs) And when you make that final phone call to them, when you make that phone call to them to give them a recap, you'll say, this is not for you, scouts honor, and then you'll bang a gavel. (laughs) (laughs) Like Judge Judy. That sounds perfect. I'm talking about the crack the code. Uh, They say that in New York, you can only have two of these four things, natural light, in-unit laundry, location, or space. You get to choose two of those items. But again- Well, jokes on everyone, because if you don't live (laughs) in New York, you can have it all. I have all four of those things. Um, How did you- figure out which apartment for maybe some advice for people that have only been to the city maybe once or twice they're not talking Um, to people in bars saying oh this is a good apartment complex yeah I think getting locals opinions is really good and trying not to make rash decisions which is something that's hard for me I'm pretty impulsive terribly yeah taking your time to make the decision is what's really important and asking people who have lived there for a long time kind of what the reputation of the building is of the management all that good stuff And something that helps sway me towards my apartment that I live in now is that we have a 24-hour concierge downstairs, and most apartments don't have that. God bless them. And also, we have since become literal best friends. I've joined their basketball league. I talked to him about life, love, the pursuit of happiness, boys in my life, boys not in my life, boys I wish were in my bed, boys not in my bed. We talked about all of it. And he's like, Abby, Abby, stop talking. I'm going to get stuck in a lawsuit. Yeah. No, but he's literally the best. I love my doorman so much. And your packages aren't just getting thrown into, you know, like a random place where people could literally steal them so easily, like so many other apartments. I liked that about it. Um, And it's just very secure. It's very walkable. It's in a great location. You know what they say in real estate, Ashley? Location, location, location. location. (laughs) You could live in a shack. And the truth, that was true in, um, in college. We did live in a shack, but the location was stunning. It was right on the cliff, right by the beach. And I said, I will live in a cardboard box if I get to live here. I was going to say not to harp on like an old college story, like week after week. However, Abby's place was such a shack that when I lived for like a few months, I was like, you guys, maybe we should lock the door at night. And they were like, lock it. We don't care. The wind blows it open (laughs) on windy nights. (laughs) 
even when it's locked, the wind blows the the it was a it was a mobile home. The wind the wind blows the door open most nights. <laughs> <laughs> and there were rats the size of possums. Do you remember that? Yeah, we should put that on the story. One time me and Abby were doing homework and I was like, Abby, just like don't say anything because I'm too cavalier about stuff. I was like, Abby, don't say anything, but like look up right now. And it was the size of a, a muskrat. Of a literal cat. Yeah. It was huge. And like Sterminator was like spooked about it. He was like, oh, we don't see those around these parts. <laughs> it was huge. And our landlord would literally just show up at any point of the day whenever she wanted. And she would just knock and be like, hey, and like come right in. I'm like, I literally could be naked, like getting out of the shower. And like you you're just walk in the around room. naked most times. And that's what's good about an apartment complex, if you ask me. You don't have to deal with the nutty landlords. However, yes. though, depending on the city you're in, I know that, you know, people think Craigslist killer and all of that. But there yeah. are apartments on Craigslist that are legitimate and safe, especially in cities like LA. Yeah. No, it's okay. I you're not gonna it. get killed. <laughs> I feel really safe at my apartment. I think that's another big thing that's sort of a must-have, especially for a, a woman in her twenties. Like obviously you want to feel safe when you come home and people have to scan in order to even get up to the floor that I live on. You have to live on the floor to have access. So I feel really safe. Like, we honestly don't even lock our doors. Even people like Abby get oh, – God, you've learned nothing. Even people like Abby get scared. And Even people like me get spooked. So how did you find your last set of roommates since you liked them so much? Well, I'm no stranger to the Facebook rooming housing pages, okay? I was up Facebook's ass the whole year before I was trying to move to Nashville because I didn't know anybody here. I had no friends and family. So what am I going to do? I'm going to outsource to the internet. And I had met my prior roommates with the house situation that like didn't really work out on Facebook. And we just FaceTimed and we never met in real life because I was across the country. But with these girls, I had the ability since we all lived in Nashville, we went out to brunch, we hung out another time, we I got like a tour in person with them, and chatted about all the logistics. And it just seemed like a really good fit. And honestly, they were great roommates. We all got along so well. It was a success story a Facebook success. Um, and in that time I did meet like other people in my building and that's how I became friends with Bridget who I live with now. So moral of the story, talk to strangers in your apartment complex and make friends with everyone because that's what I try to do and it works out pretty well for me. And how do you suggest all the kids back home are to get their belongings, especially if they're newer to a place from point A to point B? Well, first of all, you got to make a man do all your labor. I learned that at a very early <laughs> like age. Some people, <laughs> some pe starting with your dad, some people yeah. aren't going to go on the apps. Some people just aren't like you, aren't going to go poach a man no, so that he'll come and build stuff for you. No, of course. But like that is my favorite thing about men is that they will build stuff for you. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> favorite thing. Um, okay. Well, honestly, in terms of moving all my stuff across the country, if you're lucky enough to have a dad in a good old American yeah. road trip, yeah, just saying. A dad in a dream? <laughs> a dad in a dream and a set of four wheels, you can do anything. We went to Mount Rushmore. We did all the dad things that dads do on road trips. And I made like a really cutesy memory with him. And we drove my car all the way across the country because shipping it was too expensive, yada, yada. Plus, why would I pass up that memory? That's iconic. So... Maybe make a trip out of it with your parents if you don't think you're going to murder each other. And in terms of sourcing crowdfunding for help, I 
really just reach out to people. People know how hard it is to move. I think that's a universal experience in your twenties. Everybody's moving around everywhere. And if anyone, you know, has a truck, you know, offer to buy them a case of beer or dinner or pizza or something, and they'll help you use your truck that happened to me before. And then I just, I'm lucky to have really good friends that were like, do you need any help? And they helped you get stuff up and down. Yeah, I do think the come over for a case of beer and a pizza expires when people start to have families. But for now, it's still a... But for now, it's, it's perfect. A, for now, it's still a tried and true testament. Yeah. And then how have you pulled your space together since you're in a brand new apartment that is different than the last one? Well, you know, it's a collaboration. It already looks filled with stuff. I thought that you were like frantic, like I don't know what to put up. It seems to be put up. I mean, I do feel like I've kind of come into my own in terms of what I enjoy with decor. And I've already have a collection of like art and like a bar cart and plants and things like that, that are just needed to make a space feel cozy and, and lived in. Um, so I brought a lot of color to the apartment. It was kind of bare bones with the situation I was moving into, but we had a stunning couch a stunning rug. And that really was a good centerpiece for it. Um, but I mean, it's a two bedroom apartment. There's not that much room to like fill it with furniture. It's not like a house. So in terms of all my bedroom stuff, I just took that right upstairs. And the best thing that's ever happened to me is painting my room pink. I will die on this hill. I will die on it because it just makes me so happy. Like I walk into my room, I have instant serotonin and I'm like, why have I not done this my entire life? Because your mom said that you had to have a Western themed bedroom when you were little instead. I had to have a covered wagon Oregon trail bed until seventh grade with tan walls. That's what I had to have. (laughs) Shout out mom. Uh, yeah Abby the other week I don't know if I told you this but whenever you paint in your bedroom um my mother because she follows on Instagram was like oh Abby painted her bedroom and I was like yeah she put on overalls and she like put on music and pretended that she was uh you know 20 something like in the 90s like in a movie and stuff and she was like you guys both live in a bunch of delusion don't you in like movie scenes and tropes that's the world that we live in is like leaning into the bit any chance we can get and if you don't watch movies you just like won't get it you know you just won't get it and then how did you who bought the couch because that's always been a point of contention who buys the couch right. and the tv and the furniture because you guys aren't going to get married um someone's going to have to take it eventually and I either- would highly, highly suggest if you live with a roommate or multiple roommates, divvying it up, like do not split the cost for like big pieces of furniture, like decide who wants to actually go in on it because A, it's a good adult purchase. Like eventually I'm going to also have to purchase the couch, but Bridget's a bit older than me and it was just time for her to like make that purchase. <laughs> I meet her and she's, I meet her and she's 42. <laughs> She's a bit older. I'm a bit of an older roommate. No, but she's like 27. She's not that much older than me. But like still, like it There's was time for her to get a couch. Wise. Yeah. And couches are expensive, as we all know. And she wanted to get one anyway. So splitting it is so dumb to me because literally there's always issues when people move out or something happens and then it's like oh well I paid you for half the couch like it's so dumb like just buy the shit you want to buy and call it a day divvy it up who's gonna buy what boom and then there's hostility and then your roommate moves out without telling you and takes all of the plates and utensils out of your apartment and yeah like we're gonna avoid all that okay we're going to buy what we're going to buy and we're going to keep that. And they're going to be investment pieces forever. Like my anthropology mirror, which I'll never get rid of until the day I bite the dust. Of course not. Never. never. I had um 
one of our friends a while ago, she was like, I'm panicking. I'm the girl with the ottoman now. She's like, I bought an ottoman. It was like my mm-hmm. first thing that I've bought that's furniture. And what if I want to move far away? What if I want to do this? What if I want to do that? Yeah, and I'm stuck with an ottoman. A U-Haul girl. And I was like, this, there. you could sell it. It's okay. It's not the end of the world that you're, you have an ottoman now, that you're an ottoman oh. owner. I'm so glad you said that because I, another tip I have is I live and die by Facebook marketplace. Oh Almost yeah. Everything I own. I hate, I hate thrift stores because of my patients, but I'm really okay and good with Facebook marketplace. Yes. Facebook marketplace is so cool. I found like the most unique things on there. You get great deals and you can always flip them. Like for example, I wanted some new bar stools in our kitchen and I wanted pink ones, of course. Big fucking shocker there. And I found some on Facebook Marketplace. And I was like, oh, these are cool. They're velvet. They're going to look so sick. They come. I put them up. They look terrible. They weren't tall enough. They re- they wrecked the whole space. It just looked very out of place and weird. And so you know what I did? The next day, I listed them for more money than I bought them. And I flipped them and I made a profit, okay? <laughs> how, much, how much was your profit margin? Um, 50 bucks. Yeah, that's 50 more bucks than you had the day before. 50 more bucks to spend on something else for the apartment. So honestly, it is the value is whatever you tell people it is. I'm like, I, this is the cost of what I'm selling. And they're like, okay, sure. And that's the beauty of Facebook marketplace. Honestly, it really is. And then there's also Facebook groups for certain cities that are filled with buying and selling stuff too. Not just like the worldwide marketplace web. And honestly, I'm a big fan of anthropology furniture but for example I was looking at this lamp and I was like oh how how expensive could it be because like we all know anthropology is expensive I look it up and this fucking bedside lamp not even a floor like a floor length like three twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> I'm not kidding I'm like who's what did spending it look $600? like it was one of those unique ones with like animal like print and had like cool shade I don't even know all of them are very intricate and I loved them but I was like, um, okay, that's not going to work. So what I like to do is I go to Pinterest and I make Pinterest boards of like the aesthetic and the vibe and like different rooms that I think I could see myself living in. And luckily Pinterest does that whole thing where you can link stuff. So you can find dupes, you can go to Amazon and like type in the name of like the type or the style of the furniture, find stuff like that. I've, I crowdsource on TikTok. I'm like, what are the wrecks on TikTok? What is everyone buying these days? You know, like the wealth of information at our fingertips. I'm also not sure if this is your thing or not. Correct me if I'm wrong. And if it's not your thing, I, I would accompany you to this place. But IKEA really slaps. IKEA is a fabulous resource. They have upped their game so much. And you go and you look at all of their little setups. And it's like you're in a bunch of movie scripts. And they have so many singular items that you can buy, like lamps. Their dishes are dirt cheap. And they look nice. They have so many nice things. And I will live and die by IKEA at this age and time. You are correct. That is not my thing, but I support the endeavors. I've never <laughs> once stepped foot inside of an Ikea in my life. Oh, it's fabulous. They have- when People hundreds. tell me there's food at Ikea. And I'm oh, like, Oh, the what? food slaps and it's dirt cheap. <laughs> they have hundreds- That's literally insane. It's like walking around uh, hundreds of different little movie sets and different style apartments and different cities. They have so many little movie sets set up and everything is priced. Lamps, pencil, like- cup holders for your desk like every item in ikea is for sale and they've really they've really turned things around it's not just basic boring slide in slide out white dressers anymore they're they're because on that's exactly there. what i'm picturing when you no. say ikea i picture the white dressers and the white everything and everything looks like it's a legos but in life size 100 percent not if that's what you think because you haven't been since you were like seven with your parents ikea is on one go to ikea and then go to their food court after their pizzas slices are like a dollar the food is fabulous it's like sauce 
Costco. I know. I love Ikea. You need to get to one because all of the stuff you might be looking for is sitting right there for dirt cheap. <laughs> I don't even know if there is an Ikea in Nashville, if I'm there being honest. There has to be. It's a metropolitan city. That's what you would think, but I feel like there was a time where I Googled Ikea near me and there was no Ikea near me. <laughs> <laughs> well, look online or something because let me tell you, it's a, it's a sight to behold if you're not on Facebook Marketplace and you're hunting around for cheap stuff. If anyone knows where the nearest Ikea is, slide into my DM. <laughs> That's a place for you to take a boy, Abby. You're always taking boys places. Oh, that does sound fun. That sounds it's lovely, actually. Very 500 days of summer. First date at Ikea, anyone? Well, I think that people also forget, though, that you might be allowed to paint walls and you might be allowed to put up uh, removable wallpaper and you might be allowed to change all of the fixtures on your cabinets. And there's so many things that you might be allowed to do and people just get lost. Yeah, people just get lost in the renter's scope and like, I'm not going to be here for potentially longer than a year. Like, who even knows? And I think people get caught up in all of that. But like, if you have uh, some Tom Petty cash on you and it's okay by your landlord, I think you should go to town. I will say I have explored the whole route of peel and stick wallpaper because I wanted to do an accent wall. And I've heard the worst horror stories of it completely wrecking the walls, the pain, all the stuff. And I don't know if that's to do with the person not really knowing what they're doing, putting it up because it is obviously supposed to be apartment renter friendly. Like yeah. That's the point of it. But I'm like, clearly something there is a disconnect because all I hear is that it's a pain in the ass. So I would suggest probably painting because it's a lot easier and cheaper yeah. to do. I don't know. I've never used removable wallpaper. I'm just following what Talia said the other week. I'm I'm just lying with everything I'm saying. (laughs) But we're just lying by the seat of our pants. But but it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, but word on the street is that it was easy, but who's to say? And then also, like I think I just said, trying to customize the fixtures on your cabinets if you have some Tom Petty cash, that's another really easy way to make things more personalized. You know, what's a fun way I'm also customizing is I took the door off of my closet because I had one of those closets in my room with like a regular door, had Robbie take it off the hinges, shoved that shit in my laundry room. Goodbye. Yeah, I was going to say, well, where's the door now? <laughs> well, it originally was under my bed and then I almost broke it. So I had to take it back out. <laughs> and now I'm going to hang like beads like from the ceiling Ooh, to the ground. Isn't how, that fun? How 20 something of you. I know it's very rom-com. So rip, rip the doors down and have at it. <laughs> Something else. Yeah, de- go nuts. Depending on where you are too. This is another customizable thing. Um, depending on like the style of your living space, taking a couple of the cabinet doors off in your kitchen and having an open cabinetry look, that can also be chic and fun depending on what the rest of your place looks like. Um, totally. But yeah, tear some doors down also, I guess. Hang some curtains, get a flex rod, get some pretty curtains up. Like, honestly, where you live is so important. And, like, feeling like your room is an expression of yourself and you're not just in a literal prison of four walls, like, gray everything. What is up with our generation in gray? Isn't that what Talia was saying? Gray everything. Because I think that white is too hospital vibes, so gray is the next best option. I love a cream. A cream is inviting and it's warm. And a gray just makes me sad. (laughs) But each their own, own, obviously. Something else that is another customizable thing now that I'm on a roll um, that I've seen it a few times on TikTok and Pinterest and also um, it just like adds a lot of character. This is a lot of work though having to bring one in, but bringing in like a faux fireplace mantle, that way you could put your TV over it. It's a place to set (laughs) things on. It is a lot of work. It's so much work. But if you live not in a like tall apartment like you in like a single standing home or like a smaller 
apartment no, complex. I think that's so chic. I agree. I think it's so chic and so fun. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I got for you. <laughs> Also, now that I've moved, something funny, just a little funny anecdote I wanted to share is that I decided to get a Roomba because everybody was talking about the Roomba this, the Roomba that. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Like, let's get the Roomba. You can make it vacuum your house while you're out of the bars. That sounds like a great idea. That was your initial thought, not? Yes. (laughs) Not during the day. Perfect. Yeah. So I got a Roomba and set her up yesterday. It's so dystopian. She like talks to you. She finds her little home, her little charging station by herself. It's so funny. And we named her Reba the Roomba because Reba, alliteration, and also because we live in Asheville. And like, shout out Reba. And we just literally like my, I have an app on my phone and it's like Reba is getting to work. Reba is doing this. You feel like it's a little pet. Yes. No, she's like literally my friend. Like we hang out during the day. I'm obsessed. <laughs> throwing down is, popcorn like to her as, as snacks. <laughs> yeah. Like Reba was acting up because she went into my room when I told her not to, but she did anyway. And she ate up my headphones because I was dumb and I like left them on the ground. And so I can't be recording with headphones anymore. But I was like, damn it, Reba. I love you anyway. And were they all chewed up? Did you have to unwind them from her bowels? Yeah, they were like literally tore the fuck up. Like I think she ate part of it, honestly. Like part of it was missing. And I was like, oh, well, guess those aren't mine anymore. How do you – another question, for example, with your new roommate. How do you – when you guys moved in, were you like, okay, I'm going to facilitate this type of cleaning. I'm going to facilitate this type of cleaning. How did you um, – I'm going to buy this cleaning really stuff? We haven't really had that conversation yet, but I think we've both – are on the same page of like how clean we like the apartment to be. We're like not, neither of us are Nazis about it. Like there can't be a cup left on the counter, but also we like to live in a clean space. And so we take turns. I'm home a lot more than her because I work from home. So I honestly just try to make sure the sink's always clear and like do all the dishes and stuff. And then I don't know. I just feel like we take turns. What about with your last? Um, Yeah, we didn't have that conversation either. We just never had any <laughs> I feel like for some reason it was harder in college because people were just more like not down to clean like in general or something like we didn't feel like real adults and we were used to like people taking care of stuff for us. I don't really know what it was, but here in in these, you know, young 20 something lives, everybody's just pitching in and it's honestly really nice. Just get also some response in college, there was a lot more people invading your apartment on like a regular yes. basis. Yeah, and- there's people everywhere. Also, like, more than likely in college, you were sharing bathrooms with people. And bathrooms, it's like, yeah. you're going to clean the shower once a week. No, I'm not. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. See, that's another must-have versus nice-to-have. I think once you are out of college, if you're if that's something that's possible for you, it, I think it is a must-have to not share a bathroom as an adult anymore. Like, no fucking thanks. Even when I get a husband or if I live with a fiancé or something, 100%. like, I will be having my own bathroom. And I think that's healthy. I think that's I, healthy. You can use the whole bathroom and keep all your boy stuff in there and take your shits and I will be in my bathroom. Thank you very much. And it'll be pink and cute and smell good. Yeah. I think if the space allows it, 100% different bathrooms mm-hmm. for living with a boy. I think I that saves a marriage. Imagine. I think we cracked the code. And <laughs> you think we cracked the 50% divorce rate in America? <laughs> yes. Get your own bathroom, girlies. Get it. Some other stuff that we should be getting is snack time. Snack time. If you're new to the podcast, snack time is our segment where we talk about all the media that we've been consuming, whether it be books, music, movies, shows, anything that we're snacking on. Let's get into it. What should you go first or should I go first? 
Um, you should go first because I don't have a lot to add on this segment today. Because you're still illiterate. I'm still illiterate. I'm sad to say I'm not, I haven't fallen back in love with reading in a while. Okay. What I have for you first is, have you listened to Memory Lane, the song by Old Dominion? Can you give me a tune? Um, no, because I don't, I can't like hold a tune, (laughs) but I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, on my phone later i love old dominion though i feel like i have i feel like i have it's all over country radio right now so if you listen to the radio then you've heard it but i love it so much i love the beat of it i love the lyrics i think it's so good it's just a single it's not a full album right now but old dominion i feel like when they were first becoming popular i equated a lot with the brothers osborne i felt like they were kind of the same vibe and along the way i just kept loving the brothers osborne and i don't know where old dominion went so i think i'm going to bring them back into rotation I think they're perfect for the summer because they're kind of like beachy a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to like the beat of this song. Really good stuff. The next thing that I have for you is a a handful of books. The first one I read. A handful. Well, a lot of books I had when I was also illiterate the other month. I was halfway done with a lot of books. So I read the second half of multiple books and finished them. Which, Which was the first one I was thinking of? Oh, this has been all over book talk. Writers and Lovers. Are you familiar with the title at all? I feel like I've seen it, like the cover. Yes, it's been all over Book Talk. I thought it was really, really, really well written. There was nothing extraordinary about the plot line. It was almost like, I know that I personally did not like normal people. I know you didn't either. This was also kind of a little just about these people's lives, but it was 500 times better. I loved the writing style. I thought it was really good. It's about a girl who's like in her early 30s and she is trying to get her first book published, written and published. Mm -hmm. And she, her mom just died, who was her best friend. And she's like juggling all this emotional stuff. And all of her other friends are like starting families and she's just trying to write a book. And it's all of this like inward stuff. And then- out of nowhere, this is on the cover. She starts dating two totally opposite guys simultaneously, and like her life picks up all of a sudden. But she's like, "Wait, what's going on?" It was really oh good. God, that it sounds like my life. Always dating two <laughs> opposite men simultaneously. I think you were we like it. It was really sweet, and there was a lot of really, really good lines, and it was just genuinely good writing, not just fluff like Colleen Hoover. Okay, obsessed. What's the other book? The other book, Dolly Elderton, My Favorite Girl, this is a fiction book that she wrote called Ghost. It's been around for a while. You probably recognize the cover. It's like pink. Um, That doesn't tell you much, but it's pink. And (laughs) I really enjoyed it. It's about this girl, again, early 30s. She is like trying to date. Her and her best friend are still single, but all of their other best friends are married. And she is trying to date, and then she gets ghosted out of nowhere by this guy that is falling for her and she was falling for him and also she's dealing with her parents getting older who she's really close to so I really liked it it was more lighthearted, but I'll still have a serious subject I think I would have related to it a lot more when I'm 31 or something but really good nonetheless mm-hmm. I think you'd like it because it talked a lot about parent relationships and her dad's getting older and I know that you're right sounds like something that would just make me sob to no end <laughs> if I'm being honest <laughs> there was something tender in it that I took away something really tender and she learned from her dad like her dad's like pretty old he's like in his 80s and she's like you just never stop wanting your mom because like he talks about his mom a lot and I it made me to tear up really good though really tender you ever just like get in a mood where you're like I really want to be in my feels for like 20 minutes because that was me today and I put on this is me trying by Taylor Swift and I just like played it over and over and I like got really sad and then I turned it off and then I felt better no, because I'm not a sad music person. Fine, it makes me whatever. really blue. 
it's like, well, that's the point. Like I felt like being blue. So then I put on the vibes. As and they then stimulated tears. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but I do know that you obsessively listen to songs on repeat back to back to back. All of my cages are mental. The other I got wasted. (laughs) The other week Abby was like, I've listened to Fast Cars by Luke Combs for like two hours straight, back to back to back. And I said, I think that that's a sign of something. (laughs) Best song I've ever heard. It is really good. And then the last book that I read I honestly really enjoyed it. It was one of the very few nonfiction books I've read this year, but I'm sure everyone remembers Wild. The movie was re- with Reese Witherspoon yes. came out. Okay, I hated the movie, and I rewatched it after reading it because I really, really liked the book, and I still didn't like the movie. It was very humdrum. The book was 10 times humdrum. better. Humdrum. Not you calling something humdrum. <laughs> I'm aging myself. The book was 10 times better. So yeah. good if you want to get into a nonfiction book because obviously it's about her hiking the whole Pacific Crest Trail. She's dealing with like her mom dying, her family falling apart. She's only 26. So I think maybe that was more relatable. A lot of reviews online were like, this girl's so stupid. We're like trying to do this with no, with no preparation. I was like, you guys are missing the point. It was more about her figuring out herself. And you guys are missing it. <laughs> yeah, you're missing the point. Um, I thought it was really good. I kept wanting to pick it back up once I finally picked it up again. And it made me want to go outside in nature. And the ending was really sweet. It talked about her future. Like her life really turned around in real life. And so it talked about her future for the last few pages. And it was really hopeful and good. I highly recommend it if you want to read some nonfiction. This is so helpful. I'm going to need you to text me a list of these after. <sighs> Something else I have. <laughs> Ashley hates to exercise her thumbs because I can't get a text back to save my life. (laughs) But I'm telling you now, something else that I like, a product. This is a product. I'm deviating a little bit. My friend a while ago, a few months ago, had me buy the Way Leave-In Conditioner. I love the way it smells and I love the way it leaves my hair feeling after. Oh, is that the one that's spelled like O-U-A-I? Yeah, I don't even know if I'm saying it the right way. (laughs) I I think it is. But I just use like super generic stuff because I always have and my hair is perfectly fine. Um, I use like Pantene. Hello, Mr. Perfectly <laughs> Fine. And the way leave in a hair conditioner, fabulous. Last thing I have for you and then we're done. Um, You're going to laugh at the second one. The first one, Burning in Hell, Hannah Burner. I've been obsessed with her podcast lately. Abby just went to the show. You should give it a listen. The, the last one is that – Oprah turned all of her episodes into podcasts and they're oh my God. really, really good 30 minutes with really crazy stories. You know, I was kidnapped when I was 15 mm-hmm. and like Oprah is such a good interviewer and she's had such a hard life that the stuff she says is so impactful. No wonder she's a billionaire, but her podcast you is take so a note good. out of her interview book for real. No, I kind of paying attention to how she talks. Um, yeah. But the stories are so good. And I remember watching it when I was like eight coming home from school because my mom always had it on. And the episodes are so compelling. Give it a listen. Oprah's podcast. That's so smart on her team's part making that into a podcast. I know. Because, and yeah. there's, only, there's only one ad per episode. And I can't imagine how many millions of people listen to it. So way to go, Oprah. Way to go, Oprah. All right, Oprah. Ashley, take us home. That was, that was our snack time where Abby has not consumed anything. She's starving to death. All she's having is first form. Um, I've, been too bu- I've been too busy living <laughs> to be consuming. And honestly, that's kind of telling about my life. No, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you don't already, go ahead and follow us on TikTok and Instagram and subscribe to our show below. Me and Abby always send it to each other if anyone leaves us a review on Apple Podcast or in our DMs. So we always appreciate that. And thank you so much for listening. And all of our sponsors are linked below as well. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Have a great weekend. Love you. Bye. Bye.